Welcome to episode 83. Today, I share my mantras and metaphors for teacher collaboration. Welcome to the Teaching Multilingual Learners podcast. This podcast celebrates teachers who answer the calling to serve multilingual students and their families. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine. If you've been listening for a while, and if you enrolled in one of my courses, or if you've been in one of my workshops and webinars, you are bound to hear lots and lots of metaphors and mantras. I live for them because they're like quick little visual stories that help me remember the key concepts. Because teacher collaboration is a significant part of my role, and because it's so complex, I've collected many over the years and created my own. I'll share with you my favorite metaphors and mantras for teacher collaboration in this episode. I hope it inspires you to find your own relevant quotes or create your own mantras and metaphors. There's a blog post that accompanies this podcast. If you'd like to read the blog post, please go to my website. The link to the blog post will also be in the show notes. Now, on to today's podcast. A mantra I would like to share with you is collaboration is earned, not assigned. We have to remember that we must earn the trust of our assigned teaching partner first if we want a partnership to be fruitful. Simply being assigned to a teacher does not mean that they'll be willing or ready to collaborate with us. It might be the first time that they've been asked to teach collaboratively, or they might feel like you're evaluating them. Most teachers are used to working alone with their students, as this is the traditional model. For these teachers, they will require a significant amount of time to get used to collaboration. Most of our work with them will be involved in establishing a foundation of trust first. Another mantra is, Every interaction is either a deposit or a withdrawal. Because our first priority is to establish trust, we have to remember that our relationship is like a bank. So each interaction is either a deposit or a withdrawal to our relationship. The Gottman Institute coined a theory called the magic relationship ratio. They suggest that for a positive relationship to be formed and to last, we need to have five positive interactions for every one negative one. Applying this to teacher collaboration, we need to make sure that we have more positive interactions than negative ones. In addition to my every interaction is either deposit or withdrawal, Michael Bonner said, you cannot withdraw from a relationship that you have not deposited into. So we can't ask teachers to do things that are uncomfortable for them if we haven't build that trust. And when we start off a relationship by withdrawing, we're already in the negative. Of course, the important thing is, is does it mean that if a kid is in danger 
or a kid is being ridiculed, we do step in and we do ask administrators to come and support. This mantra doesn't mean we ignore abusive behaviors. So my last mantra for you is small acts of kindness. I am not above any task and no task that my co-teacher does is below me. Therefore, when my co-teacher is passing out papers, I rush to help pass them out too. When they are stapling stacks of papers, I find a stapler and join them. When they're at the board and erasing the left side, I'm there erasing the right side. If we're both working over lunch together and when we finish, I ask, hey, do you want me to take the plates down for you? There's no need for both of us to go down. Small acts of kindness go a long way to developing relationship based on respect and trust. Sir Ken Robinson said, you cannot make a plant grow. You can only provide the conditions for growth. So this is the power, the incredible power of small acts of kindness. I know that if I was doing these things or if my co-teacher was doing these things for me, I would feel really appreciative that they see me as a person and it's not just out of duty, it's out of kindness. Now these small acts of kindness are not the only thing I'm doing when I'm collaborating with teachers. I make sure that I also co-plan, co-assess, co-teach, co-reflect. Those are like the big boulders or blocks in our foundation. The small acts of kindness are like the, the mortar between. This reminds me of another quote from Dr. Maya Angelou. She said, people will forget what you said and what you do, but they will remember how you made them feel. So I hope that in my teacher collaboration, I hope teachers feel that I'm affirming and positive and respectful and not critical, belittling, or acting superior. And I can do that by humbling myself to do small little acts of kindness because even a small little hole in a boat can sink it. So those are my three mantras. Collaboration is earned, not assigned. Every interaction is a deposit or withdrawal in small acts of kindness. Let's move to our metaphors. The first one is collaboration is like the four seasons. For each of the collaborative relationships I enter into, I gauge their readiness and willingness to work with me. I compare their readiness and willingness levels to different seasons. Let's start with spring. A spring relationship is positive about working with each other. A summer relationship is dynamic and exciting. A fall relationship is hesitant, but not resistant. A winter relationship is absolutely resistant. So within this framework, I know how I should interact with my co-teacher. Just like we have ways to keep cool in warmer seasons and ways to bundle up to stay warm in colder ones, we can strive in any teaching relationship we find ourselves in. I mean, I think about the Olympics. Think about all the sports that you can do in the Winter Olympics. Skiing, snowboarding, ice skating. And yet no one complains about the cold. And think about all the summer sports that people do in the sun. Swimming, tennis, pole vaulting. These athletes also don't complain about the summer heat. It's where they thrive. And winter athletes do the same thing. They also thrive on cold weather. They just have ways to adapt. 
So we have to find ways to adapt in every single relationship and every single season because we can thrive in every single season and we have to wait out this season. One of my favorite quotes is from the Bible. I think it goes like this. Do not curse a cherry tree for not blooming in winter. The tree is not dead. Yes, it doesn't have any leaves and no, it's not bearing fruit, but that, that tree is not dead. We just have to wait for it to move into spring and move into summer. And if we take an ax and we chop it down in the middle of winter, we won't ever see fruits. We won't ever have leaves. All we can do are create conditions for growth. And sometimes a condition for growth means not chopping it down, being positive as much as possible, and just being warm, even in the face of really cold weather. That last metaphor, collaboration is like the four seasons, is very similar to plant seeds. When I share this season's framework, teachers often say, oh, I have a winter teacher. I always reframe it by saying, because we currently are in a winter relationship, this reframing reminds teachers that we are 50% of our co-teaching relationship. Even though we are 50% of the co-teaching relationship, we have to walk through every single open door because every single open door is like planting a seed. Returning to the magic relationship ratio and the seasons metaphor and the small acts of kindness mantra, we can determine how cold or warm a relationship becomes. Every interaction either causes a thawing of a chilly relationship or cools a warm one. Teachers come to us in their particular season of readiness and willingness, but we can influence the relationship to turn frozen or become tropical. Here are things that I do to help grow a positive, trusting relationship, and there are things that we must avoid. Whatever side you practice will grow more. Consider these little seeds that you plant. If you want a spring or summer relationship, these are things you could do. Compliment your partner every day. Thank the co-teacher when they allow you or use a strategy you recommend. Use collaborative language such as, what if we, you might consider, in addition to, can we possibly build on each other's ideas or existing plans. Build on their ideas instead of creating completely new ones. Avoid correcting your teacher, especially in front of students or another colleague. Honor their expectations for the room. This means honoring their management system, their use of resources, and their use of space. For example, when I worked with five elementary school teachers, each of them had their own system of calling students to attention. One used a hands of five seconds countdown, another one used a dut, 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 another one used a bell, and another one just said, hey kids, give me your attention. So whatever classroom I found myself in, I use that management system to call kids back to attention. These are things that can cause a relationship to freeze up. Criticize your teaching partner or their ideas. Explicitly pointing out a strategy that's not effective. Insist that they use a strategy or demand that they cease using ineffective strategies. Use judgmental language such as, it's a better idea if we, let's make it more engaging by. To make it less confusing for kids, we can reject their ideas 
or existing plans. This is one of the worst things we can do. I used to do this a lot. I would co-plan with the teacher. I would reject the ideas. And when I reject their ideas, I really reject them. So now my approach is to always start off by asking, what is their approach? And then build on top of that. This is a much more affirming approach. Another thing that is a winter or a fall action is to correct your co-teacher, especially in front of students. When I think about all the things we could do to have a spring and summer relationship and the things we can do to not have a fall and winter relationship, I really think about Robert Louis Stevenson's quote. He said, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Each of these things we're doing is a seed planted. We don't know when a seed will sprout. We cannot make it sprout. We can just create conditions for it to grow. It is up to us to help it grow. But also if we ignore the seed, it will also die. So keep planting lots of seeds. The last metaphor is the gentle stream. Think about a stone that is on a cliff, then it falls off after from erosion and it tumbles into the river. It has sharp edges and deep cuts. But when we place it in a stream, the edges melt over time as the stream gently and consistently flows over the rock. I encourage you to take this long-term approach to your collaboration. When we can be consistently positive, we create the culture that is conducive and inviting for our co-teacher to reach out and seek chances to collaborate. When we can be consistently positive, we create opportunities for our co-teacher to want to work with us. If we fail to produce this culture, our students pay the highest price when adults cannot play nice. This reminds me of my interview with my co-teacher of two years, Shauna Carnahan. If you listen to the podcast, we talked about how the first year was a horrible co-teaching year. I remember entering the second year and saying, "Ugh, I don't want to do this again. And I'm sure she said the same thing, but we managed to make it work. We made significant changes like second year, for example, starting with even before kids coming to school, starting with co-constructing a schedule together. We found co-planning time and that's where the relationship really built in because we had co-planning time. We were able to laugh and smile and push ideas around. That's where the relationship really took root. And that's where I really planted a lot of seeds during the co-planning. And during co-teaching, she saw that I was kind and supportive. I just wanted the best for kids and her as well. So my three metaphors are collaboration is like the four seasons, plant seeds and the gentle stream. My mantras are collaboration is earned, not assigned. Every interaction is either a deposit or a withdrawal and small acts of kindness are a big deal. I have used these countlessly throughout my years of collaborating with teachers. They have helped me become more responsive and less reactive. They've helped me remember what are the things I can do and what are the things I can't control. One of the biggest things I can't control is my teacher's response. But I can control 100% of my responses and my actions. Co-teaching, co-planning, co-assessing, and co-reflecting are really important things that we can do for kids. They make learning accessible and equitable for 
students. But if we don't have a positive working relationship with our colleagues, students will never benefit fully from our collaboration. You don't have to use my metaphors. You can create your own. I'd love to hear about them. But in the meantime, you're free to use mine or add to mine. I hope these mantras and metaphors serve you as you collaborate with your colleagues on behalf of your students. Before we recap this episode, I have a favor and an invitation. My favor is to ask you to please review this podcast if you found it valuable so that teachers like you become inspired and informed in their advocacy work. My invitation is for you to enroll in my scaffolding learning or teacher collaboration courses. I've taken the principles that I've learned from experts in the field. I've applied them to my classes. I kept the things at work and I'm sharing all of them in these courses. I hope you consider enrolling. Now onto our recap. We are the only animals that tell stories. It's a way we share our values. Stories can be encapsulated in a quote, or in this case, in mantras and metaphors. I encourage you to create your own mantras for collaboration. Use them before co-planning, as you collaborate together live in front of students during co-teaching, and also when a lesson is over and you're reflecting about it. Your mantras will help you ground your practice in the values that matter most. Let these mantras be your compass so that you don't get lost along the way, as collaborating with teachers can be very complex. Please share with me your quotes or mantras or metaphors on Twitter so we can all learn together. In the next episode, I'll share my favorite time-saving strategies for co-planning. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Be safe and be rooted in peace. It's your turn to play Traffic Light Teaching. Tweet at me either your red, yellow, or green light from this particular episode.